Welcome to Poppies, a mostly weekly quick hit of ideas, tips, and observations about finding success in the cannabis industry. So this month, we are going to talk about how to start a cannabis business, and that could be in either the cannabis or hemp space. I just want to give you some basics um, to cover your bases when you're starting your business, either cannabis or hemp, and then give you the tools um, to make your checklist. Because while this is a very fun process to start your business, there are some legalities that you need to make sure that you conquer so that you are above the board um, and you are set up and on the right track. So today, Laura and I are just going to chat about some of those beginning, um, where to start kind of tips and tricks, um, and then we'll continue throughout the month. Uh, so Laura, where do we start? Ooh, so this is the question we get asked most often is folks that are considering getting in, they have an interest, they have an idea, they have that, that seed of excitement and they just don't know which part to water to get to the next step. So as Maddie said, this is not an exhaustive podcast where we're going to tell you absolutely everything. There's plenty to fill in the gaps here. However, um, in our experience of working with a lot of different businesses, selling products, selling services, these are a few of the things that, that we've learned as best practices. So first and foremost, you got to get on Google. Um, I know this sounds a little obvious perhaps, but I will tell you, especially living with um, literal in-house legal counsel who helps me with these things, this is where he goes most often too. When, when folks want to start something, they want to trademark something, they want to know what else is out there, get on the Google machine, see what's out there, understand your market, whether that's an online selling community market, whether that's a brick and mortar physical market see what competitors are out there, um, certainly in the cannabis business space, but also just in, in a complementary product or service space. Um, taking the time to really understand who else is out there, what they're doing, how they're, you know, from what you can tell on pricing or packaging, it's really going to help you understand where you can have a niche because, you know, it's hard. It's hard to know exactly where to begin and, and what spaces to fill. Um, and we see a lot of folks that get disappointed because they're excited about what they want to do. And then they find out that they're number 25 coming to the game. And that's not meant to discourage you because there's always room for someone who's going to do it better, do it great, but it is something to be realistic about and really understanding, especially when you're going to go potentially talk to investors or, uh, consider putting in a lot of time and energy and money you're really gonna wanna know what your differentiator is. And then as Maddie was mentioning, as we opened in this cannabis business space, really important to understand current legalities. Uh, I would just say flat out, make some time, make some space, make some budget for talking to a lawyer. It's really important that you talk to somebody with some legal expertise that can help you understand what you're allowed to do, what challenges you might have in such things as banking or retail space or, uh, setting up an e-commerce website platform, just really understanding that and spending that time up front. I know a lot of people get excited and they just kind of go right into, they want to, they want to do their brand. They want to do their packaging. They want to think about that first product. That is great. Uh, but there is also a need to balance that with really understanding what it's going to take. Um, because there's nothing worse than getting down 
you know, into the, into the next steps and really being excited about getting something up online and then realizing that you're about 20 steps ahead of where you can be. So um, this is something that, you know, Blunt Strategy certainly has in-house expertise with understanding the Minnesota and as well as some, you know, the federal space for, for hemp and, and cannabis business. Um, there are lawyers that specialize in this as well. And uh, really thinking about the website piece of it is, is important. So that's something that we do a lot of work with when folks want to have an e-commerce website or even just want to have an information website. There are things you can and can't say. Um, and you got to get it right. Otherwise, you'll get in trouble out of the gate and you'll be very, very disappointed. So Maddie, any other thoughts on, on that, on just kind of the Google of it all and knowing what you need? Yeah, I think that Laura really hit the nail on the head when she said that you have all of these things that you have to have on your website is filled with, and then you're marking everything off because missing one thing like um, an FDA disclaimer could ruin everything. It could have your money held. It could make your business have to shut down. You might have to find a different payment processor. And those things can backtrack and lose your business months of time. This is not like a, Hey, I think I'm going to start a business tomorrow. I have a website up kind of field. We have to make sure that we're hitting all of those check marks and you can't just throw it up and, you know, cross your fingers that it works. Um, this is a, you know, there's finite things that you have to, to have to hit. So that's, a, that's my thoughts on the Google. I, I mean, yeah. we, we even Google a lot as professionals, like making sure that we're up to date on changes and, um, you know, checking websites that sell large quantities of product to make sure that we're following all those guidelines because it can change and make or break your business. And so something that we think a lot about. And not to scare or discourage you, but just to be really upfront about what it's going to take. So the next thing I want to get into is branding. Um, obviously, this could be hours and hours of podcasts. Maddie and I are both very passionate about brand and identity. But what I really wanted to touch on in this realm of getting started is really building out that ideal brand and then narrowing and focusing it a bit. So here's what I mean by that. You know, definitely get down your story, figure out what is authentic to you, not, not aspirational, authentic to you. Um, what is, what is it that you can really be an expert on, have a passion for, um, and then really think through that. What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What does it look like? Who is the audience and what are they looking for? What are similar products or services or, or places and spaces that they are going? Um, and really think about all of that and starting with your vision and thinking about just what's true to you. And then kind of see what else is out there. So again, this gets us back to sort of the Google question of, you know, is somebody already doing exactly what you're doing? And it's okay if they are. I mean, healthy competition is great, but just thinking about how you're going to differentiate. Um, if it's an exact replica, like if you find somebody that's doing exactly, telling the exact same thing, the exact same story, the exact same look and feel, uh, take that into consideration. Again, it's it's not to discourage you from moving forward. It's just to think about, okay, well, if that exists, how do I want to differentiate? How do I want to augment what I'm doing? Um, how might I think about positioning myself a little bit differently? So this idea of you know building out that ideal brand, thinking about all the exciting components of who you are and what your identity is and what it looks like and all of that is really fun. And then you need to narrow it and right size it and think about a phased approach, I would recommend of, okay, here is what we're going to be someday. We're going to be this enormous 
you know, can of business that has all these different product lines. We want to do this, that, and the other. That's wonderful. Where can you funnel and start with what is going to be the staple, the core, the most important um, that you want to get going with? And so, again, a lot of this sounds pretty logical and sensical, but from our uh, experience, we do see folks that, you know, they get excited. They, it's understandable. You want to get going. You've got all these ideas. Um, you want to offer classes. You want to offer, you know, in-house trainings. You want to offer different products. You want to have a, a product line for athletes. You want to have a product line for pets. You want to have, you really need to get it all out there and then focus and prioritize. Yeah. And I think that something that's really important when you're trying to decide what your brand is going to be is knowing your audience and knowing what they need or want, because you might say, you know, my key audience is, you know, a certain age group, women who like to be active, but if you're not selling products that actually relate to that group may or may not have the right brand or product to meet the audience, or maybe you need to change your, your, what you think your audience is. And so really defining that ahead of time will save you time, money, resources, energy, because you, you need to make sure those things align. If you have things that are, you know, never going to align, your business will never align. So you just need to make sure that your product or service meets your audience, or you have to switch that up and make sure that you find alignment somewhere. Um, and as you're creating your brand, I think that's super important to think about ahead of time. Like I, our podcast is not for the normal business owner. So we would never be promoting it to a normal business owner. This is for the cannabis space. So when we think about that, we're talking about things that would help our target audience, which are cannabis owners and potential owners. So that's just something to think about when you're thinking about your brand um, and then how to right size it. Because right now, if we're working in Minnesota, there's only a certain number of people in this space. So that's our audience. Um, and that's why we need to make our business fit that audience. Totally. Exactly. And just to give kind of a practical real life example, if you're into such things, um, I would say that what, what this can look like when unfocused is a lot of conversations Maddie and I have with folks uh, for example, in the product space who say, well, we want to have this tincture, but it's also great for pets. It's also great. It's also great for, uh, folks with chronic health issues. It's also great for senior citizens. It's also great for, um, you know, younger folks like Gen Z that are looking for something to help with anxiety. Those things may all be true. And going after all of those at the same time will make it very hard for you to focus and tailor messaging. So it's not that you can't do all those audiences eventually, but really focusing and keeping it very tight out of the gate is our recommendation as far as making it manageable and scalable and less of a headache for you. So try to not think about, I'm, I'm leaving opportunity on the table and think about more I'm going to be a sponge that soaks up all the opportunity in this space, and then I can keep going. So finally, third thing, um, nobody's favorite, well, maybe, I don't know, not my favorite, but creating a plan and a budget, uh, building a business plan, really crunching your numbers, understanding everything that goes into it, you know, especially if you're going to be going to potential partners or investors, financing, you're going to need to know exactly what it's going to cost to do what you want to do. 
And you also want to really think about this question of scaling. You know, what is kind of that future vision? Where, where does this keep going for you? How will you keep uh, growing and how can you do that cost effectively and efficiently? These are all things that you just need to spend some actual time thinking about. And one thing that I would uh, really encourage you to think about is spending some money on this upfront process. And this isn't a pitch for us. Um, this is more just thinking about what is it actually gonna cost? How long will it take to get a product made? Or how long will it take me to do this service that I wanna provide? What are some of the hard and soft costs that I need to consider? Um, even if you're doing things virtually, there's still costs. And you know, like Maddie was saying earlier with websites and thinking about the things that you need to go through with payment processing and whatever else, really understanding the time that is gonna to have to go into things. I mean, time is money and uh, understanding where you might want to or really should engage experts. All of these things are really important. Again, not to overwhelm you, but just making that exhaustive list and thinking about, you know, it's more than I wanna sell this service. I wanna be an educator in this space. I wanna create a, a network. That is great. Um, even if it's a low cost idea, really thinking about what is the scalability and, and what will you need to make it possible for you to grow is something that we really encourage you to think about at the beginning. And as you're building your business and your business plan and your budget, there are some other things to think about too, because just because you're starting a business doesn't mean you have to do everything or can do everything. So thinking about um, what partners you're going to need to work with. Um, and that I'm not saying partners as people who are investing in your business, but people that are helping you get things done, like building your website, like designing your logos, like helping you with packaging, um, those types of things. You need to budget all those things so they're not unexpected costs later. And I would go on the high end of the budget when you're putting it in. And then if you save money, you save money. But just make sure that you um, really think about, you know, all the pieces that are going to have to go into place. Like if I was starting a business, I would never be the person that was in charge of the money. Like, sorry, like I'm not good at numbers. I don't want any part of it. I don't understand it. I don't need to understand it. So I would hire out someone um, to do those things or, you know, like I would never be the person that would be talking about the legal stuff. Like I know nothing about that um, other than what you can and can't put on social media graphics in your website. But after that, I'm like, I don't know what needs to go on your labels. That's why I work on a team with experts. So um, just thinking about those things as you're making your budget, I think is going to be huge because then later on when you have to hire someone to help you with your website and they quote you, you're not like, Holy moly, that is way more than I thought. My $500 website budget is never going to go far. So just thinking about those things, I think will be important. Yeah, those are great points, Maddie. And I know that while we covered just a few things in this podcast, I think that we uh, definitely stretch the tentacles out to touch some of these other areas that are important to think about. And, you know, the most important thing is enjoy it. Be excited. It is so great to have a passion that you want to fulfill and, you know, really be true to yourself and your vision and, and what's authentic and meaningful to you. That's the best advice we can give you. And if you ever need any help thinking through some of these things, we are an email or a phone call away. And we'd love to chat more with you about your amazing business idea and uh, give you some guidance on what are some immediate things to be thinking about. So with that, I think we'll wrap up this episode and we will see you next time as we talk about choosing a business name. Tough 
Peace is a production of Blunt Strategies, a Minneapolis-based, women-owned strategic consulting, public affairs, and government relations business. You can learn more about us at bluntstrategies.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Puff Peace wherever you listen to what you love. Thank you.